I'm Robert Cavuto, and today on Sonic Perspectives, we are speaking with Dean Back from Theory of a Dead Man to discuss the release of their new album, Dinosaur, due out March 17th. Dean, welcome, and thank you so much. It's a real honor to speak with you today. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's good to talk to you, too. Killer album. It's really got some great peaks. It's got some valleys. It takes you on like a roller coaster. It, it is so well done and well thought out. Congratulations to you guys. Yeah, it's cool. You know, I, I love the band's ability um, to write diverse array of songs from different speeds, different tempos, different moods, different lyrical temperaments and textures. What do you think is the ribbon that holds all of these songs together to sound like a theory of a dead man song? Because regardless of Dinosaur, which kicks ass, to Sick, which is a little slower, a little bit more, you know, moody, it still sounds like you guys. What's What's the ribbon? I don't, dis I don't disagree. I think it's 100% you're on the money. I think it's just a great rock and roll album, too. Um, on the title track, Dinosaur, is that your uh, bass playing in the beginning and throughout the song, with the, the very beginning when it kicked yeah, in? Yeah, it's all my bass play. That is, that that is, I couldn't tell if it was a guitar. guitar. I couldn't tell if it was a guitar yeah, or not. Yeah, the guitar is, yeah. No, it starts with a guitar sound. That's kind of like, uh, almost like AM radio to bit. Yes, yep. Almost like Guns N' Roses, so easy. Right, there you go, yeah. Nice reference. Yeah, that's, a, that's what I was thinking. That was like a pretty iconic intro. And Two of Us, the new single, was, was crazy. I fell in love with it the minute I heard it, after I got myself off the floor, because I wasn't expecting it to go in that twist that you guys took it in. And I was just laughing my ass off when I was listening to it, just hysterical laughing. Were you guys cracking up when... The lyrics came when you heard the first heard the lyrics and the idea behind it. Well, yeah, because when uh, Tyler first sent that song off to us, yeah, I, I heard it. I was like, "Oh my God, this is brilliant! This is uh, yes. a new take on an old classic uh, with Tyler's funny wit and uh, just you know tongue lashing lyrics." And it's just uh, I, I love it. I love the attitude of it. I love the the, the build of the song. Yes, um, it just turned out so well and one of my favorites from the record. Mine too. My, mine too. It, it, and I never liked the song growing up, you know? I never was like, eh, it's kind of mushy, you know? I, but what you guys did to it, the treatment you guys gave it, you gave it the royal treatment. It was pretty funny. Yeah, I appreciate it. Did you go in... And it just came out today. Yes, it just came out today. Did you know that you were going to do it that way? Or, or were you thinking you were going to do something very strictly the original and then, you know, Tyler came in and switched it all around? No, it, it definitely was... Uh as that kind of song. It's okay. kind of like uh, a, 
slow breakup over the pandemic, you know, kind of being isolated together with someone that <laughs> you you fell in love with, but after uh, months and months of uh, isolation with that person, it's just, they're just driving you nuts. And uh, I think that was uh, Tyler's idea to, to get across. And uh, yeah, I know that from day one of that song that the, the vision was close to what uh, the finished product is. That was awesome. Very, very clever. Kudos to him on doing, to coming up with that. I, I imagine you're going to play this live because you have to. I mean, you just you just have to. It's just such a great song, right? Yeah, we, we want to get it in there somehow. Uh, we just started uh, jamming it again. Uh, we're just, uh, tonight's the first night of our Rock Resurrection tour with Skillet and St. Asonia. Yep. So we've been doing a few days of pre-production and rehearsals and we jammed uh, yeah, uh, Stuck. And uh, it sounds great live. I don't know if we're going to be able to fit it in right away, but uh, it definitely will come in at some point. Oh, that's awesome. You know, the, the band has always found a way to merge a comedic sense into the lyrics. You know, I don't want to say tongue-in-cheek, but there's always a twist in it, very entertaining and a little bit comedic, maybe even dark at times. Um, it's something that I love about you guys, um, and that's what made me makes me you know appeal to you guys tell me about the importance of injecting that humor into the songs whether it's the videos whether it's the lyrics whether it's what you're doing on stage because you guys are very very entertaining thank you yeah i think it all comes from the, the four of us we all have a very similar sense of humor mm -hmm. um it's very dry and uh it, it, tyler's lyrics are just he's a hilarious guy and uh and when he writes songs you can tell there's a there's some comedic uh uh, you know, there's the lyrics with it. And uh, I think sometimes when you do tackle a little bit harder subjects, sometimes if you can throw a little bit of uh, tongue-in-cheek, I'm not afraid to say tongue-in-cheek, okay. but uh, it helps uh, not the impact as hard. Um, but yeah, I, I think Tyler's found just a, a really great balance of, uh, of those feels. Now, I, I know that you've been, you're a successful band, and uh, the press release had all of your accomplishments laid out so incredibly well in it, and your successes. Looking back from the beginning, when you guys were jamming in a garage, in hindsight, what went right for you guys? What was the, where did it all go right? You know, because you got, guys got great image, great music, but so many bands out there have the same thing and it just doesn't take off. What, what is the thing that made you take off, you think? personality that you guys I guess from the very beginning you must have had this collective mindset we're gonna make it we're gonna we're gonna we're giving it a hundred percent and we're not gonna back down is that was that the mindset because I was in cover bands growing up in college and you know the guys would leave and the guys were not committal the guys wouldn't show up to practice I guess at some point you guys have to be totally 
lockstep the three, you know, three, four of you at the time to do it, right? Yeah, 100%. And I think that, that might be a little bit of a, a key to our success as well, is that we are, uh, well, three guys all grew up in the same small town outside right. of Vancouver. Uh, we're best buddies, and uh, we get along so well. And uh, we've been doing this together, and we fight for each other, and uh, it's, you know, it's like a team team atmosphere in here and uh, Joe is our newest Correct. member but he's been with us now well over a decade so and he <laughs> just fits in just as good and yeah we're a brotherhood and uh, you know, see so many bands not so much lately but earlier in our career where they were just not like each other yes, yes. <laughs> they would fight with each other and then our bus was kind of like a safe haven where they'd come over and bitch about their other bandmates and we're like, oh, thank God that uh, we don't have any of these problems. We we, <laughs> we get along so well, and uh, yeah, that's good for you guys. Oh, we're lucky. I'm I'm happy to hear that as a fan too. You know, that's that's important that yeah, because can. you do look like you get along on stage well. You know, you, I don't I don't yeah. think anybody's mailing it in and saying, oh, I, I hate this guy and I can't wait to get off the stage. You know, I, I you could say you're all friends and you're all giving each other looks and you're all it's it's working out well. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, how has the creative process changed and evolved since the beginning of the band? Were, were ideas, particularly maybe even during the pandemic, the change? Were, I, were ideas just coming out of you guys? Are you guys just changing ideas and throwing them out and sending them emailing to each other when you couldn't get face-to-face? Yeah, well, that's a, a lot of our writing is all done over emails. Tyler's the, the key songwriter here, so he would get rough ideas for songs and send it off for us. Yeah. Uh, and then we would sit with it and uh, come up with some ideas. And it's pretty great, too, because we, we recorded this record with uh, Martin Terrific again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done the last three records now. And he's a real big believer in vibes and everything. So he didn't want us practicing or write, playing these songs together until we were in the studio and recorded and hit. So a lot of these songs, they were recorded uh, with us playing them for the very first time together. So it's got this great, like, raw energy. That's truly unique, and I could I could hear it now that you mention it, definitely. I could definitely hear it. It's the long... Yeah, the yeah there's, like a, like, a tension, and... Yeah. yeah it's great. Like, I want to out of the house, and I'm so freaking done with the pandemic that I just want to be jamming out, and I'm angry. <laughs> totally, yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> I, um, I didn't have the, line, the benefit of liner notes for this, but um, is there a song that has your biggest impression on, or um, biggest imprint, excuse me, or something you contributed the most to? As me? Yeah. As an individual player? Yes. Uh, not so much. I think uh, um, a lot of it is, is Tyler's writing and stuff. Uh, I just don't have a long for the ride when it comes to okay. a lot of the, the ideas and stuff. I, I have little ideas here and there, but nothing really sticks out that says that's me or that's mine. Okay. No, that's great. I get it. Um, I think what was really great about this album was as i mentioned it earlier was really nice flow you know the the peaks the valleys the power opening slows down a bit for sick you know picks back up slows back down i think it really takes you on a nice journey and i'm i'm an old school guy who likes to listen to albums from beginning to end i think it's a story it's a journey um how involved were you with the sequencing of the album and the flow and how does that all evolve within the band It was uh, a lot of sitting with the songs. I remember the last couple records, 
we would actually, we, we put a day in of just sitting and listening to the songs in different orders and uh, writing, a, you know, different set lists or uh, tracking mm. lists and going through it. But uh, we had to do it uh, remotely again, going home and just kind of coming up with ideas. So, uh, and then we had our, our label involved as well, too. They had some input. And I think uh, we were all kind of on the same page. Really? There's little tweaks here and there, but but we all were pretty close to the same page. As soon as we put our listing in, they're like, "Well, yeah, that's close." So you basically write it on a piece of paper and then you submit it and you go, "Yeah, we nailed it. <laughs> we're all on the same page." <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah. We we all sort of sat at home and listened to the songs after another and how they would flow into each other and yeah. That's got to be hard. Yeah, you, you, close. you have to be a professional like yourself to really. Uh, I could never do that, but you know, listening to my some yeah, of my like, favorite albums, I can't listen them to them out of order like kids do now, and they they shuffle. I have to every ACDC oh album God. has to go from beginning to end. I can't listen to something else before. And there's certain songs like even like Iron Maiden, I can't listen to you know um, certain songs without the intro to it. So it it doesn't work. Right. You know? Yeah. No, I I'm, I'm totally with you. Like. One of my favorite records, Appetite for Destruction, and yeah. you just when that one song is ending, you already know what's coming next. And you know how it's, yeah, it's it's like anticipation for it. Even and then I got, yeah, I got two uh, preteen girls at home, and yeah, they just they skip songs and don't even finish listening. To yes, and it drives me nuts. Dude, it drives me nuts. Oh, pick a song, listen to the whole song. Dude, it's. It, I thought I was the only one. She will be in the car, and she'll be like, "Dink," and I was like, "What? Wait, wait, wait a minute! You were just getting to the best part of the song, or even if I don't know the song, just don't cut me off and say, oh, I got something better.' No, you got to finish this out. You know, it's. Uh, I am so glad yeah. to hear. I'm going to tell my daughter that because that drives me out of my mind. Absolutely out of my it's mind. It's going to be a generational thing. Totally, totally. You know, um, as you mentioned earlier, you're heading out on the road for the Rock Resurrection Tour with Skillet in St. Estonia starting uh, tomorrow through the 26th Tonight. of March. Tonight. Tonight's the 17th. That's right. Tonight in Gary, Indiana. Awesome. Yeah. You know, what, um, what's in the way of new material can we hear? I mean, this isn't going to get posted for a couple of days, so if you want to share it, that's cool. If you don't want to share yeah. it, yeah. that you could do that night after night because as a fan that's that's awesome not to hear the same set same 13 songs 14 songs whatever it may be it's, it's nice for you to mix it up for the fans who are coming multiple nights i think too you know yeah absolutely we have some great fans they're loyal and they love road trips when we're coming through an area though they will see two or three shows yep so uh it, it is nice to, to mix it around a little bit for them and you might not play one song one night and they're disappointed, but then it's in the set list the next night. Yeah, I'm going to come and try and see you in New Jersey um, at the end of this month. Oh, fantastic. Is this the first time you've ever been out with both of these bands? Um, we did a tour with Skillet mm. way 
Okay. But they're awesome people. Yeah, they're a great band. Real it's going to be a great night. And St. Asonia, too. Uh, we know Adam from the, the three days. days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and some of the other band members we've known for a long time, too. So, yeah, it's uh, a lot of familiarity, and uh, it's, a, it's a good night of rock and roll. Oh, totally. You know, um, speaking with you, this is the first time we've ever spoken. You, you seem like a real personable guy and on stage, and it, it comes to, comes across that way. But um, do you guys ever sit around with the bands and have like a beer and say, "Listen, before we go out on tour, before we hit the road, let's let's all get together and have a cup, eat something, and have a beer." And is there is there time for that, or is it, is it just doesn't work? Oh no, it's always that. Really? It's because uh, we all live in different cities, right? And yeah. We're we're best friends and brothers, so sometimes we go months without seeing each other. So when we actually get together and and uh, haven't seen each other for a while, it's for sure it's hanging out and going for dinners and beers and drinks. And even our road crew too, like nice. it's another family. We love all our crew guys and haven't seen them forever. So yeah, whenever we get back together, it's a big reunion and uh, a lot of socializing. How about with the bands that you're going out on tour with? Do you guys ever get in a room before the gigs and, and chat and introduce yourself and stuff when you don't know them? 100%, yeah. yeah. yeah we were just... Uh, John came over in our dressing room. John, the singer from Skillet, came over and mm-hmm. we hung out with him for a while yesterday. And then, yeah, hang out with the, the St. Sonia guys for a while after they finished rehearsing. And there will be definitely lots of hangs along the way, too. We're just getting started here. So once everybody gets set in and comfortable, I'm sure there's going to be lots of uh, socializing. Yep. Now, I know yesterday you were rehearsing today, rehearsing or probably a little while. Um, how long does it typically take you, take the band to get up to speed for going out on a tour like this that's like almost two months? Uh, pretty quickly, actually. Really? <laughs> wow. So it's lights and everything and uh, changes and, you know, it's all more technical stuff than it is actually the playing. <laughs> so, like, honestly, we played these songs years and years so we get in the room we play them a couple times and we're ready to go so it's all it's all about getting all the light cues down and and uh, all that kind of stuff transitions and changes instrument changes and all these kind of things is what really all the work is put in but as far as the playing it comes really quickly how many bases do you bring out on the road with you typically uh i think i got six i used three in the show and then one each for backup Emergency stuff, yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Prepared for everything. Well, that's very cool. Hey, listen, I, I want to just thank you so much for taking the time with me to speak with me today, and I uh, will see you guys when you come to New Jersey. Sounds awesome, Robert. Appreciate your time, too. Thank you so much, and have a great night, and have a great tour, Dean. I wish you the best. Thank you so much. Yeah. Talk Bye-bye. Again.